Good morning, Serial Boxers, and welcome to Sunday Morning New Comics. Yum! I am your host, the prophet of pop culture, John Pica. You can call me Johnny. And this morning, I'm just going to be talking about my favorite comics for the month of April, New Comics, and uh, talking a little bit about the Moon Knight series on Disney+. Plus. All while I enjoy the remnants of my Apple Cinnamon checks cereal. And we're going to do that right after this. Are you ready? Are you ready? It's like Coca-Cola, Levi's boxers it is sunday morning and saturday mornings is all about watching cartoons with big bowls of cereal pulling the prize out of the cereal box and reading the back of the cereal box sundays for me were always about running downstairs and uh, grabbing the uh, comics from the newspaper the funny pages and sitting down with a bowl of cereal and reading the comics. And this morning I am eating apple cinnamon checks just a little bit this morning because I've already had some, but uh, it's not a back of the cereal box if we don't enjoy some cereal. I love, I love Chuck cereal. And those of you who have been watching our shows for any amounts of time, you know that I love cinnamon. Cinnamon and checks, it's a winning combination. So, if you were watching, this is how this works. You can post a comment, and we've already got a couple of comments. Aubrey says, love checks. I do too. And the apple cinnamon checks is a little bit tart, like because it's got that apple flavor, but I love rice checks. And uh, on the back of this cereal box, there is a recipe for Chrissy's Apple Crumble Chex Mix. So uh, go out, pick that up. I think this week I'm going to pick up just this plain cinnamon Chex because I love Chex. So let's dive right into this and talk about the new comics for the month of April. I'm going to share what I've been reading and my pick of the month. Uh, what I think has been the best book of April. And I know we're not at the end of April yet, but um, next week I'm going to be at ICCCon and we won't be able to do this. So um, I think this is good a time as any. If, if something jumps out in the next week, I'll, I'll do a quick short live. But um, the reason I do this on Sunday mornings is because Saturday mornings just isn't long enough and big enough to capture everything that is part of my Saturday morning experience, my weekend 
experience growing up. And that's what the show is all about. We celebrate the fun of the Saturday mornings of the weekends of our youth while surviving adulthood today. So that means we talk about cereal, cartoons, comics, kaiju, kung fu movies, and everything that we were exposed to on the back of the cereal box as kids, because that was the entire world for us. And um, Sunday mornings, we're rushing downstairs to grab the Sunday funnies out of the uh, newspaper, read the comics. And that was my Sunday afternoon experience, too, for the most part, reading uh, comics and graphic novels and then playing board games later on in the afternoon and watching The Muppets and um, Mutual of Omaha and In Search Of. And uh, that was great. So let's dive right into it. First up, from Donnie Cates, Jeff Shaw, D. Cuniff, and John J. Hill is crossover, crossover issue number 12. Um, this continues the story about the uh, comic characters crossing over into the real world. And in this issue, we find out why Negan from The Walking Dead is killing comic book creators. This uh, story has taken a, a sharp left turn from the original story, which was mostly about, you know, a superhero adventure. Um, but uh, here we have Negan confronting the uh, cops from Powers, from uh, Bendis and Oming's Powers. Um, and then here at the very end, the heroes have arrived to stop Negan. And uh, fun series. It's taken a very different turn from the original uh, 10 issues or so. But uh, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Um, all right. Continuing Robert Kirkman's uh, series with Chris Samney on art. This is Firepower. And I love this issue because... Uh, last issue, this is issue 19, and number 18, the real dragon was released. But in this issue, we meet a new hero. And he is a weathered samurai demon hunter and too cool for the room. I, you know, he, uh, he gets uh, called upon to fight the dragon and one man with three swords makes no, no hesitation to go in and take on the dragon. Chris Samney's artwork as always is phenomenal. I love his artwork. I uh, can't get enough of it. He's one of my favorite artists because he uses what I call an economy of lines. So while we're talking about uh, Kung Fu and martial arts action, you know, that's firepower is Japanese. We go across the uh, ocean, across the sea to China with Shang-Chi. And this is issue number 11. It's by Jean Leon Yang, Marcus Tu, and Eric. I, I'm going to mispronounce Eric. And, um, Shang-Chi is reunited with Sister Hammer, um, but Sister Hammer is not quite 100% herself. Um, she has had her hand taken by the bad guy, their grandfather. and um, But she's gotten a, a 
a technological replacement, but here's where this issue really gets cool. We finally get the 10 rings introduced into the Marvel Comics universe. So now they're no longer just in the movies. They are now officially on Shang-Chi's wrists in the comics. And, um, you know, I think that's a good thing. That's a good move. And next month we're going to see the full power. And, uh, of course, here's an ad for X-Men Legends picking up uh, from the uh, 1997 series. Um, But next month we're going to see the full power of the Ten Rings. I'm excited about that. This this book really reads like a kung fu movie on the page. It's it's really exciting, action packed, um, well written, great family dynamics, and it's a smart move for Marvel Comics to bring the Ten Rings from the movies into the comics, because one of the big problems that comics have today is people see the movie on the screen, they might love the movie. But then they go check out the comics and it looks nothing like what they saw on screen. And there's this huge disconnect. And Kevin Feige is trying to, you know, rectify that and change that and fix that. Up next from Rainbow Roel, uh, Roger Antonio, Luca Maresca, and Rico Renzi is She-Hulk number three. You guys, if you didn't know, I love She-Hulk. It's She's my favorite Marvel character. And uh, this is following her adventures as she reinvents herself after having become a hulked-out monster for so long. She's returned to normal. She's got her intelligence back. She's the old Jen we all know and love. But her previous condition you know, did some damage. And um, she's trying to reassert her life. I love the artwork. The artwork is gorgeous. And in this story arc, we see the return of Jack of Hearts. And he is uh, returning. And there's kind of a little uh, budding romance starting, I think, with Jen and Jack of Hearts. And there's a, you know, the whole part of the story is that um, you know, the last time they were together, he drained her power away and became a, a danger to her. Um, but now that's not the case. And she's helping him rediscover what it means to be human and how to how his powers have been redefined and who he really is. Best part of this issue. Cameo by Patsy Walker. Hellcat. Love that. And um You know, she and Jen are best friends and love that. So I'm uh, the next two uh, Avengers number 55. This is a variant cover. I hate this cover. I didn't realize I grabbed it when I grabbed it off the shelf. But the uh, story is written by Jason Aaron with um, art by. Why does it not say here? Um. Oh, uh, written by Jason Aaron, art by Javier Garon. And, um, you know, some people are complaining about the artwork on this book. I I don't see what their complaint is. I, I really enjoy the art. I think it's crisp, clear. It's got a very classic feel. Um, this is continuing the story that is crossing over with 
Avengers Forever. Uh, we have, spoiler alert, Black Panther stepping down as chairman and um, asking the new Night Hulk, Hawk, Night Hawk, Kyle Richmond to take his place. And that's what we get at the end of the issue. This is just a team building issue that is, you know, ramping up to their confrontation with the multiversal masters of universe led by Sorcerer Doom. And this is the, the team with Namor, Jane Foster, Valkyrie. We got Starbrand over here. Um, yes, that's Blade with man, um, uh, what they call boy thing. Echo, Maya Lopez is the new Phoenix. And, um, you know, for, for all of the hit and misses that Jason Aaron has had on this series, this issue was a lot of fun. It was really well written. And it sets a great new status quo for the team going forward. And say what you will, that team is super powerful. It's a pretty good team. Now, for you Diesel Punk fans out there, and if you don't know what Diesel Punk is, it is the um, art aesthetics, the style and aesthetics of the 1930s, 40s through the 50s, mashed up with science fiction, magic, fantasy. And we get Kurt Busiek and Carlos uh Pacheco, Aerosmith. This is issue number four. Uh, it's basically about uh, dragon riders, dragon flyers, uh, airborne fighters during a fictional World War III um, in the 40s or maybe early 50s. And, you know, I really can't go too much into this story without giving any of it away, other than to say that the concept is phenomenal. You got magic and wizards and trolls and ogres mixed in with World War III in a alt-universe diesel punk uh, reality in the 40s. And the art by Carlos is just absolutely gorgeous. And of course, it's written by... Kurt Busiek. You can't go wrong with Kurt Busiek. So, um, good stuff from Image Comics. Also from Image Comics, you guys, if you love vampire stories, you've got to pick up Little Monsters. This is issue number two. You can still get issue number one. Um, it's black and white with just very um, sparsely used color accents. The artwork is gorgeous. Oh, my gosh. And it's written by one of the best writers in the business, Jeff Lemire. If that name sounds familiar, he's the one who wrote, like, the seminal recent run on Moon Knight that they're using for the uh, current series. Um, just gorgeous art by Dustin uh, Nugent. And um, it's about ch children vampires who have been left alone for the last 100 years, and all of a sudden, they're meeting some humans. And Little Monsters is just one of the uh, one of my picks, one of my top picks for the month of April. So I'm going to set that aside as a top pick. Uh, up next, Moon Knight number ten, Moon Knight number ten by McKay. Capuccio and Rosenberg. It's uh, Jed McKay is the writer. Alessandro Capuccio is the artist. And uh, Rachel Rosenberg is the uh, 
uh, colorist. This is continuing the story of Mark Spector, again, kind of reinventing himself. Um, this is after the uh, Jeff Lemire and Bemis legacy arc, uh, legacy saga. And uh, look at that beautiful artwork. Oh my gosh, this is gorgeous. Gorgeous stylized artwork. And um, Moon Knight is assembling a team to go up against uh, the bad guy. And on this team is Tigra, Soldier, and um, the uh, vampire. Uh, what is her name? Um, that's going to drive me crazy. I Listen, I love Moon Knight and Tigra together. And I need, not want, need to see Tigra and Moon Knight reunited with Mockingbird on a new team because they work so well together. Moon Knight and Tiger work really well together. Moon Knight and Mockingbird work really well together. And if you're digging the Moon Knight series on Disney+, Plus, you got to pick up the new series. Granted, they're on issue number 10, but you can get uh, the first six issues in a trade paperback. It's called The Midnight Mission, uh, written by Jeff Lemire. And uh, pick that up. Love it. Moon Knight. Number 10, I am digging it in a big way. All right, so I'm so excited. You guys, I was so excited to see this come out um, by Stephen Mooney and Len O'Grady. We've got the brand new Rocketeer series from IDW. If you are a fan of Dave Stevens' art, there's nobody better to carry on Dave Stevens' Rocketeer legacy than Stephen Mooney. Stephen Mooney captures the style and feeling and the legacy of Dave Stevens so perfectly. And this is just a phenomenal, phenomenal book. The uh, new story is called The Great Race. Pick up the floppies so that we will get it in a collected edition. Um, I love The Rocketeer. And... I love Stephen Mooney's work. Stephen Mooney did another great series called Half Past Danger. If you've not read that, you really, really must. So when I saw him on Rocketeer, I was over the moon. Over the moon, excited, love it, grab it. All right. And some of you may be wondering, you know, Johnny, are you just, do you just love everything you read? No. I'm not showing you the stuff that I didn't like. Like, and I'll show it to you. I'm not going to describe it. I uh, I gave up on Captain Carter. I was excited for it. It's not very good. Justice League, issue number 74. No. Not happy with it. I don't like it. It's not very good. Oh, I almost forgot. Slumber number two. Slumber number two. It's about uh, paranormal dream assassins. They go into your dreams and they assassinate your nightmares. What a great concept. It is um, It is really a lot of fun. This is issue number two. It's written by Tyler Burton Smith, illustrated by Vanessa Cardinale. And what an awesome idea. Great. Now, my pick of the month. Pick of the month. This was the best book in April, hands down. And that is... Drum roll, please. Captain America, 
issue number zero, and I got the wraparound cover. Look at this gorgeous cover. Look at that. Love this. Love this. Love this. Love this. And the interior art is even better. I Listen, I, first of all, I love Captain America. I, I, I collect Captain America, and I especially love Sam Wilson as Captain America. And in this issue, they have decided that they are both going to be Captain America. It's written by Kochi Onobuchi, Jackson Lansing, and Colin Kelly. Uh, the artist is Mattia De Luis, and the art O. M G on scale with Alex Ross. Look at this. Look at this gorgeous artwork. The story is super fun, classic type story. They are fighting Arnim Zola, who is trying to launch a nuke a rocket with a payload that will transform everyone into Zolas. And um, so it's got that classic pulp adventure feeling, that classic Captain America story. The pacing is great, and the artwork is just phenomenal. I loved every second of this. And um, they're, they're actually launching two series, Captain America, Sentinel of Liberty, and Captain America, Symbol of Truth. Symbol of Truth is going to start... Sam Wilson. So there will be two Captain Americas operating in the MCU 616 universe. And uh, look at that. Look at that. And this is the launch of that new story arc. It's phenomenal. Phenomenal. Now, before I leave you guys, got to talk a little bit about a uh, back issue trade paperback that I picked up. It's kind of back issue breakfast club supplemental. Um, and if you're not watching Back Issue Breakfast Club here on Back of the Cereal Box, you really must. Uh, Kelly Gettner, Crayley Vanest, and sometimes myself, we cover uh, back issues uh, in uh, graphic novel or trade paperback form. I'm reading Mockingbird, Ask Me About My Feminist Agenda. And oh my gosh, this is so good. I'm a Mockingbird fan. I love Mockingbird. I I've got her leading my Avengers team on my shelf over here. And, um, you know, she doesn't appear in uniform at all in this story, but it is so good. It is. And I don't want to give any of it away. Um, I don't want to give you any spoilers other than other than to say that it introduces the character of Hunter, who, if you guys watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., that's who she was married to. And it reprints New Avengers number 13, where... Mockingbird Bobby got a cocktail mix of the Super Serum, Super Soldier Serum, and the Infinity Serum that Nick Fury has used, and basically she becomes a an immortal Super Soldier at that point. And uh, I love that they reprint that, and uh, that's just phenomenal. And they show her taking on these Nazi mechs by herself. And it, she just became a, a total badass character. Uh, this is written by uh, Chelsea Kane 
And uh, the pencil art is Kate uh, Nimesick. And uh, the inker is Sean Parsons. Uh, don't let the title scare you away. It's um, it's just fun. It's good. And the, the villain is... I, I love that they took a villain from Mockingbird's past from the West Coast Avengers and brought him back in a really fun and exciting way. Lots of good stuff. Lots of good stuff. Now, before I leave you, because I got to go do a concert. That's why I'm dressed uh, for a concert. I'm singing Foray's Requiem in Smyrna, Tennessee today with a full orchestra. Super excited about it. But before I go, let's talk about Moon Knight real quick. I've seen mixed reviews. You either love it or you hate it. And here's what you need to know about episode four. So episode four left a lot of people wondering what's going on. Um, and, uh, you know, here, here's the fact. So when Mark Spector was shot, spoiler alert, spoiler warning, when he was shot, he fell into the water. Well, the, the goddess in Egyptian mythology that is symbolized by water in the hippopotamus is Tawaret. And Tawaret is an ally of Khonshu. And so she has enveloped him and is protecting him. She is the goddess of protection and rebirth. So, um, and she's an ally of Khonshu. So everything that's happening from that point onward is happening in Mark's mind. He has created a reality in his mind of the mental institution, and he has cast all the people from the adventure in that scenario. But it's actually happening in his own mind while Tawaret is healing him. Mark um, releases Stephen from one of the sarcophagus, and you'll notice they're going by, and there's another sarcophagi, um, a second one, you know, shaking, rattling. You hear someone trying to get out. That is the third personality of his pantheon, his DID. Um, spoiler alert, it's Jake Lockley, the ultraviolet, ultraviolet, ultraviolet personality. And so we see at the very end, Tawaret show up with the hippo hippopotamus head. That's what's going on. He's getting healed. He's getting strong so that they can go free uh, Kanchu and bring this uh, whole story to a conclusion. It's going to be a crazy, crazy roller coaster ride. The next two episodes is going to get insane, and I can't wait. So, if you're having trouble being, if you're confused by Moon Knight, if you're not sure what's going on, here's all you need to know: He's got multiple personalities. He's got uh, disassociative identity disorder. So there are different personalities that are distinct and unique in his head that are trading places with the body. And Moon Knight is a fourth personality um, that is manifesting as the avatar, avatar of Khonshu, the god of the moon, the protector of the innocent. So um, that's what you need to know. And, and if, so if you've been confused up to this point, you got to know that the whole show is designed to be a psychological action adventure. It's, it's a lot of it is happening in Mark's head. They're pulling from Jeff Lemire's uh, Moon Knight run. They're pulling from Brian Michael Bendis's Moon Knight run, Warren Ellis's uh, Moon Knight run. A lot of good stuff. Pick up the trade paperbacks, get caught up, 
and uh, enjoying Moon Knight. Hey, guys, thanks for joining me this morning for Sunday Morning Comics, new comics. Yum! I got to go. Love you, mean it. And until the next time, we'll catch you on the back of the cereal box.